bear with me. The Boston Bruins are now 53-11-5. They are the greatest hockey team on planet Earth. My name is Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you, Joey? I'm doing all right. I'm doing better. They're very different vibe coming into this episode than the last episode. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because the last time we recorded it, it was they just lost two in a row. I and... think, yeah, they had lost, what, three out of four? Yeah, and it was like right the back-to-back losses to Chicago or Detroit and then Chicago. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but so like at work, people mm-hmm. come up to me because like I'm the Bruins guy. And they like right. they walk up to me and their arms are just up in the air and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, I, it's fine. <laughs> like it's, you know, kind of the dog days. Like these games don't really matter. Like they just mm-hmm. don't want to get injured. And like, yeah, it's disappointing. They definitely could be beating these teams and like they just didn't play well. But like everyone else seemed like terribly concerned. It matters only for the sake of like staying on pace to beat the record of being the greatest hockey team ever assembled. That's like the only reason it matters. Correct. And the team has made it very clear they don't care about that. They're like, that's not a thing we're even talking about. Like we know what we want to do. The cup. So they're like, who gives a shit if we're the best if we don't end up winning the cup? So that's what their focus is, which is really what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be but, fucked up if they were like, no, we want to be the greatest 82-game team of all time. That's that's the real victory. Uh, but I will say, it is a yeah. lot more fun when they are winning. Because last yes. since we recorded, they've won three games in a row. Emphatically won these games, too. Like, outscoring opponents 15-2. to two. Over the last three games, including two Jeremy Swayman shutouts. That's special. Yeah, 144 plus minutes of shutout hockey for <laughs> Jeremy Swayman. Uh, yeah, dude. And, and to go back to those two games, I do understand why there was some concern. I think the panic might have been a little high because I think there were some people who were actually freaking out and thinking of that, like, oh, the wheels are off the wagon and. You know, they're done. They got in their own head. The injury bug is going to get them because Forbert went down. And uh, well, actually, Forbert went down in this Jets game, didn't he? I believe he did. Well, so, yes, yeah, so actually, that. that was after the after the fact. But yes, um, he, did. he did. He did. But still, uh, I, th- I think allowing 11 goals in two games to Chicago and Detroit might have uh, attributed it to it. It wasn't that there was like two, you know, two one losses or something. They did actually kind of get wrangled around a little bit but you know what really helps you get back on the the right side of the ragdoll conversation what's that playing the buffalo sabers <laughs> especially shit. this season for boston my god you poor 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 fans uh it, they did win one i forgot about that they won one in ot on uh new year's eve they did The last two games that Boston has had against Buffalo, uh, both times Bruins put up seven. Mm -hmm. Let me repeat that. The Bruins twice in two games against Buffalo put up seven goals with 13 different goal scorers. (laughs) And if you're curious who's the only person who scored twice, it would be the AHLer Lauko. Who like not to like demean like how good he is right now for Boston, but like that is kind of funny that like that's the guy who pots too. Uh, Also, quick, just a very very quick glance going through the the year here. I do think that those eleven goals allowed in two games is the worst two game stretch for Boston this season in terms of goals allowed. 
it has to be. It absolutely yeah, has I, to the be. Wor- the Dude, other, how I'm often seeing, are they getting five or six goals put up on them? They let up 10 between <laughs> it was games four and five of the season. Um, mm. I'm sorry, three and four of the season where they won over Florida five to three and then lost to Ottawa five to seven. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. to let up the most amount of goals that you have in two goals all season against two bottom dwelling teams in the Chicago Blackhawks and Detroit Red Wings. Not great. Uh, and like you're talking about, like the injury bug is part of it. Like we don't have Hall, don't have Felino, Forbert was out. Uh, the power play is still not great. So I think with people hitting the panic button a little bit, it may have just been like a culmination of all these little things being like, oh, should we be concerned? Like this isn't like they just had an off night. It's like there's a lot of little little dents in them right now that might be adding up. And then again, they respond by just beating the shit out of two playoff teams and then a third team that's like teetering. And yeah, a team that has good. a lot to play for. A team that has so much to play for. That's what's crazy about this Buffalo game. Is like they can still sneak their way into the playoffs, but they have to be winning every game. I think this was their third loss in a row. Uh, but this, which is only means that they were coming into this game with a two-game losing skid and like needed to snap it and needed to look great. Boy, they didn't. They were getting chippy. They got they didn't look frustrated. They took some dumb penalties. Yeah. And then near the end, I mean, the third period, they just gave up. Those last three goals were gifts. I mean, nobody was trying at all. It was a sad sight, bro. And their arena's getting just flooded by bees fans. They were cheering. Uh, their goalie, I'm not even going to try it right now. Um, made not even made a save, the puck just came to him and he collected it. And they were cheering. And at that point, it was like six nothing. I love the sarcastic cheers oh, yeah. against your own team. Oh, yeah, you rarely find those south of the border. Yeah, I think that's more of a can- Canada thing. Yeah, they, they can get mean. Uko Pekka Lukanen. People enough. do not like to talk about that, but they. I try not to discuss Canada wherever possible. It's kind of all I want to talk about. (laughs) I'm I'm covering the wrong sport. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so let's let's talk about these games. Let's go through them one by one because each game is a lot to talk about. Let's just go in order here. Yeah, start with the Jets game. So this was Winnipeg. Great because. Boston in playing Detroit and Chicago, they had really bad starts. Yeah. They weren't great throughout the game, but the beginning was particularly bad. And this was something that was kind of plaguing them earlier in the season, like much earlier in the season, where it's yeah. like, wow, they really are. They need to be a second and third period team because they're not a first period team. Like you, it's like you guys got 15 minutes to score as many goals as you can on Boston because past that you're getting nothing. So I didn't like seeing that. So, but the flip side of that is their start against Winnipeg was so much better. Like Freddie got on the board 50 seconds in, and that comes from another fantastic behind the net pass from Bertuzzi, who's quickly becoming one of the better passers on the team. Not even becoming, but just kind of already is. He played that that line of Frederick Coyle Bertuzzi is so good. I love that line so much. 
They're weird. It's weird. I think Bertuzzi is not the guy I expected him to be. Did you expect more feistiness than skill? I think I expected Greer. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I think we even discussed that. I think really Bertuzzi is just a bit more of a skillful Greer. Yeah, but just his skill set is different than than I thought. I think it's closer to a, a Coil Krejci type than it might be to like a I don't know. I pictured him more as a pure goal scorer. I mean, it's t- I'm not watching Detroit games. To be honest here, I'm I don't think anybody Detroit is. Games? No, I don't. No, I don't think anybody in Detroit's watching. No, I don't think people who have like a share of the stake of the team are watching. Like, that's still going on. The Red Wings. You mean like from the '90s? They still have hockey. Oh, hockey Town. They say. Oh my God. Hockey Town. Who let was that? I am I just too new of a fan for that? Yeah, okay. they was they were, I know they, they were, the were. like with the Soviets, like they were like the fucking team. They made the playoffs like what 25 years in a row consecutively. Right. They I were unbelievable. Dazu. I miss Dazu. Hockey Town, hockey town is a stretch. I mean, you guys already got Motor City, you guys got Motown, which is the same thing. Now I'm putting that together. <laughs> As <laughs> right. I said, them I was like, that's got to be that's got to come from Motor. Got too many things. You it's don't know Mohawk. Not many people know that. It comes from Mohawk Town. Yeah, um, I did make that up, but it, you could probably make a case for it. That's why that music, yeah, that punk music, that Motown punk music. It's short, uh, short for Motorhawk, <laughs> a long extinct <laughs> bird. Anyways, uh, anywho, anywho, uh, another cool part of this game for me it was a, it was another installment in Pavel Zaka love shooting post Dan in, and oh boy, do I love watching it! What a shot! I'm gonna we say it every time, and I don't really have more of a take on it than that. But what a shot! Oh my goodness, dude! We've said it early in the year here, David Pasternak dubbed Pavel Zaka the best shot on the team. And he didn't say the best shot beside me. He said the best shot on the team. It's Zaka. There was a, I think it was, it must've been a behind the B clip. It was Swayman doing the lineup read. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to Zaka, he makes a comment. He's like, best shot. Like I, he either says best shot on the team or best shot in the league. But like, that's like, it was like something about his shot being really great. So like that is something being discussed in that locker yeah. room. I mean, it's so quick. His release is so snappy. Yeah. And it, the thing is, it, with that goal, he took time to set. Like, he he took time, corralled it, set it, and was still... Like, he was essentially one-on-one on, like, coming down the right wing. And, like, even with that that slow set, never gave the defenseman a chance to engage because his shot is just fucking lightning. Lightning fast, yeah. Like, you got the defenseman, like... It was, it, it could have been a two and one, but then like one of the Jets players was like backchecking well enough to kind of fully eliminate Pasternak. Mm-hmm. And like as Zaka's defender notices that and starts to collapse, it's like right as he's taking that shot. And it's like from his feet, he's like, he has it out far away from his body and then like in one motion is collecting it next to his skates and then just launches it. There's nothing anybody was doing. And that's on Connor Hellebuck. That I was just about to say <laughs> exactly those words. That's not on someone. That's on Connor Hellebuck. That is like arguably the second best goalie in the league. Yeah. Although I'm going to say the same about Gustafson when we talk about the wild. Like I think there's a whole bunch of second place guys. He's in contention to be second best behind. Well, behind both Burns goaltenders now. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like they've been they. I mean, Lokanen's not stellar right now, but um, both like the wins over Winnipeg and Minnesota are extra special because they were against hungry playoff teams who still want more points and with two fantastic goaltenders in net. Mm-hmm. So like I as worried as people may have been for losing against shitty teams, you should be equally thrilled to see them beat their shit out of much more difficult teams trying much harder. Like that was like way yeah. more telling to me than the losses were. And the, losses and the thing were, is like, with the happen, but. and yeah, with the losses, it wasn't that like the team wasn't clicking or like there was some chemistry issues or it wasn't it didn't seem like there was a breakdown in the fabric of the team itself. You know, it just felt like they were, they were playing lazy and I liked the way Monty addressed it. He, he said, um, he like still gave them credit in saying it. Cause it was, he had an opportunity to sound like Bruce and he didn't, I forget the exact quote, but it was something to the effect of like, I think this is the first time this year I can say we're just not playing our best hockey. This was after the Chicago loss. Yeah. That was a very short press conference. They Mm -hmm. typically run like five-ish minutes, and that one lasted Mm -hmm. like, I think, one. Because he was just like, nope, we're good. Yeah. Or we're not. Don't have much to say. Yeah. Yeah, we're not playing well right now. No. Next question. Yeah. Um, And then the Jets game got, you know, finished with a Tomash Nosek empty netter. Love seeing it on the board, no matter what. Um, but count I, it. On, yeah, count it. The big thing there was was Swayman shut out. Like that was yep. He that was a really good shot. He had ten saves on the power play too. That's huge. Wow. Um, thirty six saves, huh? Yeah. For big day, big game for Bergeron face off at like seventy seven percent and a weirdly off night for Nosek. He went forty percent at the dot. Very mm. unlike him. Who's thinking about that goal, bro? You yeah. think that was getting in his head? No. He's like, I'm yeah. going to score an empty netter tonight. I'm not going to do anything till then. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, that was a fun game. That felt really good. That felt like a good shaking off the rust. He, okay, there they are. Especially yep. being a shutout. That is like even more so like what truly like, you know, obviously you're like, they got to win this one. They just lost two very winnable games. And they're like, yeah, oh, they just shut out like one of the better teams in their in the division, their division. In the I think it pretty correctly um, gave fans like a hope that like things are things are about to get back on track. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're going to. I mean, I think they're there. Like, yeah. Granted, the next game is against the Senators, and like for whatever reason, they gave them some trouble early in the season. But I, they're I, they're hard to pin down. There's something about them. That they're just so squirrely. I think it's good. Yeah, they've all been close games, too. Yeah. They've all been one or two goal games. Yeah, but no, I I, I walked out of that watching that Jets game feeling like, yeah, we go. We're good. We're fine. Again, was not, you know, worried before that. Annoyed. Like, you're a fan. You don't, you hate seeing them lose, especially twice in two days against bad teams. But it wasn't a concern. It was just an annoyance. So I was like, all right, thank you. Get back on it. Uh, you tried to hype up the wild game to me beforehand because I of did. Gustafson. I did. I didn't work. I was never worried about 
I was never worried about them. It, it it's an afternoon game, which you never know how to feel about if you're like me. I I don't have I don't have a read on them in in the afternoon at all. I just feel like it's a different team. It's like you guys should not be playing right now. Yeah, uh, well, get used to it. There's a lot more matinees. Um, I think the whole the Bruins aren't a matinee team um, narrative hasn't been so true this year. I would have to like look at the stats, but even just from like the forefront of my memory for this season, like they've been very good at matinees. Well, when you're like the greatest team in NHL history, it's tough to have any stat look bad for you. Correct. You know, they just don't have anything like that. Like they're, what game was it? I think it was the wild game where they went down one Oh yeah. And like every single time it happens, they show it on the broadcast and I hope they keep doing it. Oh yeah. That they'll show the record. They're like, here's Boston's record after going down one Oh, and here's the opposing team's record after going up one Oh, guess which one is better. It's always better to be bought <laughs> even a down a goal. The odds still say Boston wins this game. Imagine scoring a goal and it's like, oh, cool. And it's like, by the way, you're almost certainly still going to lose this game. Like, it's like you would be an anomaly if you didn't, if you didn't lose this game. <laughs> you're still an underdog on the betting lines right now. Again, I'm Female. just going to repeat the record. 53, 11 and 5. They have 111 points, and they still have, what, 13 games remaining? Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Is it that many? Do they only have 19 plays? Uh, or 69 13 games left. They played 69 games. Nice. 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 That is the 111 points. Fucking stupid. With 13 games left. I love it. I love it so much. What is the number they're trying to get to, guys? I think it's time to start watching. Come game seventy, that seems the like win. the exact perfect time to start the, watching. The amount of wins, uh, the amount of wins, it's, or the amount of points. I think it's a win total, which I th- think is sixty-five. Stand by. So then we need to win twelve out of the next fifteen. Yeah, which you know, again, this is where I'm like, eh, it's kind of just the game within the game. We're like, yeah, that'd be fun, but like, I'm not gonna gonna throw a hissy fit if they don't do it. Yeah, it's fine. I might. Oh, it's sixty-two. Is that it? Oh, Is it oh, really? they got it. Probably. So they need to win nine out of the next thirteen. Yeah, to tie it. So They're ten, really ten out of thirteen games, bro, bro, bro. They can do that. 10 out of 13? They can do that. They can do that. And again, this is let's run through what these games are going to be. Again, the we know that the tough back-to-back coming up would be Tampa and Carolina. Yeah. But they play Ottawa, Montreal, Tampa, Carolina, Nashville, Columbus, Pittsburgh, the Blues, Toronto, New Jersey, Philly, Washington, Montreal. Toronto, New Jersey is another back-to-back. Yes, I was going to say, that's another one that's like, so those are four games that, like, you prepared, you're like, that could be a loss. Like, I'm not going to, I won't be upset if they end up losing that one just because those are good teams. So what you're saying is you can only really afford to lose three games the rest of the year if you want to, if to, to touch this record. Yeah. 
and there's four games that are going to be tough. <laughs> that is that is right there, dude. That is drama. If you care about records, yeah, like it's like I, I'm curious what the odds are of them doing it at this point, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's 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 a talking point, but I think that's kind of all it is to me. Like, in a way, yep. I don't want them to get it. Because if Why? they do, knocking on wood, and they don't win the cup, mm-hmm. you know how much we're gonna have to fucking hear the greatest way, regular season team, and they couldn't even do it. Like I just like I don't want that. Like they're gonna do that either way. Even if they I mean, don't actually break the record, they're gonna be like the greatest, the fastest team to this, the fastest team to that. Like that's still gonna happen. Yeah, it's frustrating. I don't love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm trying not to let the cup define this year. I know a lot of people give a shit about that. There's like been a lot of globe articles about it. Like, and it's like, guys, if they like, don't win, is it a failure? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, guys, like, come on. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's you fun. just like, enjoy the, yeah. Just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Call me nuts. Um, I enjoy watching the team. Yeah. But, uh, so the wild game, wild game. So, uh, former Boston Bruin, Mojo Jojo, Marcus Johansson, getting on the board early. I liked him a lot in 2019. I, I really liked Mojo. Very, like, slippery player. Like, just, like, always kind of, like, he reminded me of, like, Dogovins. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, he's, like, always sneaking around people, just dipping below them and long reach, like, arms all fully extended. Like, it's kind of a fun, like, when he has the puck, you're like, ooh, what's, what's, what's going to happen now? Like, he, he was a, an interesting one, but he yeah. got on the board first. Mm-hmm. And again, just the whole, like they love to put up the stat that it's like, Hey, you're probably still going to lose. Yeah. Um, and then the Bruins goal, Jake DeBrusque out of goddamn nowhere, Jacob. Jacob. out of nowhere. It's like when that play happened, when I was watching that one, <laughs> you see the pass coming from down low, but Jake is not on the screen. <laughs> You're like, surely this puck is going to someone. And then he just like cuts in from the left side. Like, like a bat out of hell. Yeah, like full stride just off the bench, 100% energy, and just snaps it. Glove side and Gustafson, who, again, one of the better goal. He currently is the second best goaltender in the league, statistically speaking. So Dude, that the way- good. And he's such a clear lane, too. He's just so mm. unbothered. Like one of the wingers kind of tries to get on him. Both defensemen just stand there. They don't get in the shooting lane. They don't do anything. It's a lot of space to be given these Bruins, especially on the top line. And it's like not even like they're preoccupied. It's just like the Wild were uh, just lost out there. I think playing against a team that they weren't watching. Like they're just playing positional hockey without a, a care for who the hell's on the ice. Yeah, that's uh, that was... How do I want to phrase this? In this game, there wasn't too much coming from the wild that I was like too worried about. Still like, yeah, like even with the all right. Well, this is like still Boston's game for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then Pasternak, number forty-seven, that little like stutter step he had on the power play goal. Yeah, surprised. This surprised Dude. me, but Jack said that is. Pasternak's first power play goal in 22 games. That's, wow! Right? That's very surprising. What? Are you? Are we sure? Yes. Well, okay. So I don't know if you've known this 
Rob, the power play's been having some issues. I've written about it extensively. <sighs> uh, yeah, I, and it... Yeah, that's another thing. The power play, they look fine. They just don't finish. Like, entries are still not great. Like, they still love doing that, like, four people crossing the blue line all at once move, which I'm not thrilled with. Um, But, yeah, that I, I said that it, the fact that that is his first power play going 22 games is like pretty indicative of how rough the power play has been recently because he is like your number one weapon on the power play he's not really been setting up in that one-timer spot i don't know if you've been catching on to that but like he really not i feel like i see him there and it's just not connecting it's not i feel like it used to be way more like they would hammer it like that was option one two three Mm -hmm. was to get pasta on that left wing on that left wing circle and have him open up and it just has it just hasn't been as prominent lately. I don't know if they felt that that was being overdone and part of the reason they weren't finding success. So they tried like moving around elsewhere. Um, I like having Orlov on the right because then you can have him open up on the one timer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, again, that like when Jack said that live, I was like, wow, that is very surprising to hear. Yeah, um, I wonder chicken or the egg in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wonder if that's a good barometer for why the power play has been off or how off it has been. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's I, again, I think you'd have to kind of do a bit of a deep dive, but that certainly caught my ear. I was like, interesting. Uh, yeah. And then David Krejci, uh, the most crazy goal possible where he's just trying to pass it <laughs> and it just goes in. That's Dude, how did he not have goals. one of these earlier in the year too. I think he, I just was thinking this must have already happened this season. Yeah, I I remember one that like I think like uh a cross cross ice pass, net front pass that just caught a defenseman's skate or something. Like I remember exactly. joking about like, <laughs> what just happened with this one too. Yeah, I remember cra- like us joking about like Krejci being pissed off that he scored because he wasn't trying to. Yes. Oh, this was also the game that I made my first bet on. How was how was that? How's that feel? Good. No, pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> Love it. You're never going back. I'm scared. <laughs> so I bet that they would. I just bet the Bruins money line, and then I was feeling it. So I put exact score as four to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you, I mean, here's the thing: you could have done like. Uh, I mean, in retrospect, you could have done an exact score five to two. You could have done a whole bunch of things. Why the but, fuck didn't I? But uh, you know, you were still correct on the goal differential. That's something, dude. So what was fun for me was when the Wild already had one goal and they scored a second one. I was like, oh, I need them to take that back. And then they did. And then they scored again. And I was like, they need to take that back. And then they did. And it was <laughs> like, well, have I just stumbled into something? It wasn't even but positive like, what the second one came back for. Was it also it an offside? Off, it was offside. It was weird because you could hear. So when they were showing the replay, it looked like they were questioning when I say they, I mean Jack and Brett questioning whether or not it was play, it was a hand pass. I think it was a clearing attempt from McAvoy that went off of I think Johansson's glove, and then mm-hmm. it went to uh, I want to say Boldy somebody's stick, and then they scored. And they were like discussing hand pass, and Jack's like, "No, you can see it goes off the stick." And like as they're going back and forth in the background, you can hear the PA announcer being like challenging for offside, and it's just like they're still just going on about the hand pass. And I'll be like, "Jack, Jack, 
Ja- guys, they just guys, said guys, Jackson. Guys. They just said it's offside, and then, uh, and then a few seconds later, they're like, "Oh no, they're challenging for offside." I didn't even get a good look at the How replay. How is there not a producer in their ear or something? I don't know. I, I think there is. They're just blatantly ignoring them. Um, but that, yeah. So I didn't get a good look at the replay that showed how that was offside. The first one, very offside. Like not it, like that should be that. Yeah. One glimpse of one replay. Yep, offside. Moving on. Well, it's the not fact even that it ever really takes close. it takes a while. It's like, is there not just an answer? Like, yeah, I don't. I guess I, mean, I guess if there's some. It's like, oh, you got to find the right angle. But even that should take uh, that less long. than a minute. Yeah, not that long. I would love to hear what's going on in those calls. But, yeah. I don't know. Hold on, let me watch it one more time. Uh well, let me give it one more time. Oh, I don't know, Rick. Um, but yeah. So, but when Oscar some. Uh oh, did we lose you? I think your mic. I think your mic. Hello. Okay, you're back. Sorry. Go ahead. Every time you say something like that, it's you're the one who cuts out, and then it's just me talking. Fine. That was you. So how, that how was you that you? time. How dare you? It sounded you? like your like your microphone suddenly became made of sand. Uh maybe it is, Joe. Well, fix it back, please. We can't all afford non-sand microphones, okay? <laughs> like, I get you're a big-time producer. You're mad because my microphone's made I'm of just sand? literally in a sandbox right now. <laughs> Desperately holding yourself. together my microphone with mud. In a mental hospital thinking that you're doing a Bruins podcast? As I was saying. Yep. Uh, when Oscar Sunquist, it's a fun name to say, put the wild up, uh, or got them their second goal that's i was like we're we're challenging it right like we're challenging it right and then nobody's i mean if it had come back a third time that that at that point i'd been like i am the chosen one like this is what are the odds i could tell you not good because i yeah that's the way i picked them um but this honestly was a fun game i do like the wild they weren't on their best I won't even say behavior. Well, behavior. They took like five or six penalties, but that was another thing. A lot of penalties this game. A lot of power plays. More than there you was. Do. How many? It looks like see. the average. The Bruins average over four penalties a game. Doesn't that seem high? Yeah, I mean they had six in this one. Four. Yeah, that does feel high. I looked really it up and I was like, how, yeah, I, I looked it up and it was like the amount of penalties they've taken this season divided by the amount of games played, and it was like four point two or something. Like that is high to me. I feel like I they don't go to the box four times a game, but maybe they do. Maybe just kind of their penalty kill is just so good that it doesn't end up mattering. I feel like I never see Jake in the box. Jake was in the box in the third in this game. How many penalty minutes does Jake Debrusque have this season? That's a good question. Yeah, I uh he's a pretty disciplined guy. Yeah, he, I, yeah, ten penalty minutes. Wow, that's low. I told you, dude. I feel like that's I just never all. see Jake in there. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder who the lowest is. Uh, and at, oh, this. <laughs> I looked up like the roster and who had the least amount, and it said Bertuzzi with two, <laughs> and that's but that's only in Boston, right? I was like that doesn't make right. Sense. But if anybody like currently playing, Zaboros only has four. Uh, try to find someone who's like played all season. Yeah, for someone who's played like Jake. basically all season, it's Jake. Ten penalty minutes in fifty-one games, so he averages a penalty every what uh, ten games. 
Not bad. That's crazy. That's pretty dang good. I like a bull guy, dude. He's not. He's not out he's there the slashing best. guys. Even, yeah, he's he's the man. Big Love fan, Jake. Big fan. Uh, Jake is an all-time uh, can't catch his breath in interviews guy. He looks like he jumped into a lake before the interview. Like it's like he, him and Coyle. It's just he's like, like taking swimmers' breath <laughs> between, between <laughs> answers. He's just got to get, get the puck to the front of the net and it <gasps> also just oh. keep cycling around. Do what we got to do and. <gasps> Love it. Yeah. Uh, Love Jake, dude. Love me some JD. To start closing out the wild game a bit. So you had another goal from Bergeron. This is like Martian coming from behind the net. They've been getting a lot. Bruins yeah. getting a lot of success from that. Like the behind the net passes. That's been a big yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, that's a very good way to score goals. But really lately for them, that has been a really big play for them. And then Frederick. Getting an empty netter of his own. Freddie had a three-goal game streak going into the game against the Sabres. I love that. In Frederick's last four games, he has three goals, an assist, and eight hits. He's been heating up. Been getting a lot more involved. He had the fight today against Cousins. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. Be sure will. But yeah, no, it's a, a, he was a little quiet for a while, so I'm glad to see that he's ramping up a bit. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of it today. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm kind of like grasping to talk about this wild game. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So the I mean, the Bruins just beat the shit out of Buffalo seven to nothing. That was a just, they Sabers never looked in that a little bit. No, even when they were in it a little bit. Yeah, they kind of weren't. Yeah, I mean, for the first ten minutes of the game, I guess when they were kind of in it. And a, a four-point game for Jake DeBrusque, too. Wow. Goal and three assists. And a Bergeron with a goal and two assists. McSwayman had a shutout, and he was only the mm-hmm. third star. Bergie with a... Is that the fastest goal of the year? That is exactly what Jack said when it happened. Like, that was uh-huh. the first thing he said. It was like, the fastest goal. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty hard to beat. I like barely sat down. Like I was like still getting settled. I missed it. Game. I missed it. I didn't even hear Jack say that because I was not watching it. Yeah, like I love when the <laughs> I love when the clip for the goal includes the opening face off. <laughs> like they can't even like cl- like cut it out because it's like it's so soon before. But that was like Jeez. another Marshan behind the net feeding it to Bergeron in front. Like again. Yeah, they've been doing that, and they've works. been crashing hard, dude. They've been—I don't know exactly—I uh, I don't haven't really had a great wide view of it, but they've been sending guys crashing from the blue line, like Jake in, in Jake's goal in the other game. Granted, he was like just getting off the bench and whatever, but I think the thing that seems to be working with those like behind the net passes is that it's not just somebody who's set up camp in front of the net, but it, that they have somebody actively crashing. They are, uh, they're just, if I feel like they're, they're trying new stuff and it's just all working. It's all working. Yeah. They, uh, and this, they didn't have Krejci or Orlov this game. So Krejci was out cause he was mm-hmm. sore because he is a sure. hundred. Right. And like, as we've discussed many times, yeah, rest him. I want playoff Krejci ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. I do not need game number 70 Krejci. Like that's like with the Bruins, the only team to have secured a playoff spot at this point. I wonder how many games it'll take for another team to secure a playoff spot. Can't be that much longer. Um, I feel like the East, I feel like Toronto and Tampa have to lock it in. Yeah, um, I mean, but, I mean, who's in the West? Who's at the top of the West right now? Is it Vegas? Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, it is. Really? They've got 90 points. Yeah, I don't even think they're going to be the first to. Uh, Dallas is leading the central of 89 points and 89 points would get you a wild card spot in the Atlantic. Dude, Vegas has 90, which is the number one seed in the Western conference. And that would have them tied with Tampa Bay for the third spot in the Atlantic. Yeah. It's like the Atlantic is especially last year was I won't say the first year I noticed, but like I last year, especially I noticed I'm like, the Atlantic is just crazy stacked. Yeah. Like the best teams in the league play in the Atlantic. Well, that's not fair because right. It's the Bruins right now. And then Carolina and the devils in the Metro, but three of the better teams in the league are in the Metro or in the Atlantic. But yeah. I, I can't imagine it'll take too much longer for Vegas or Dallas to secure it. Um, how about Carolina? Have, Carolina should be. Yeah. Uh, Carolina is definitely next. What's crazy is the Devils could catch Carolina. I don't think they will, but they very much could. They're three points behind uh, of Carolina, but Carolina does have a game in hand. It doesn't you know, make a difference to me whatsoever. The only team that you would end up playing from the Metro would be for the conference final. Uh, and again, I... You know, I used to be like, it's Carolina, that's it. But, like, the Devils are really fucking good. I know they're on a three-game skid right now. Um, but I forget how good the Devils are this year. And then I don't care about the Rangers. I don't think the Rangers are. I'm just, I don't feel threatened by them. They're on a three-game win streak. I think it's because the last time I saw them, when they played Boston, they looked bad. Looked bad. So I was like, and that was, like, after getting Kane. And I was like a little underwhelmed because I was like going in. That was the first game I watched live as a press person. Yeah. And I was super excited to see them live. And it was like they didn't do anything. I was like, all right, well, it's disappointing. Um, but but as of now, as of, there's only three teams to have been eliminated from contention so far. And that is the Blue Jackets, the Black Ox, and the Sharks. Speaking of the Sharks, uh, you talk about you, them. I think you missed it, but. Uh, Jack spent a considerable <laughs> amount of time discussing Eric Carlson. Yeah, so tell me about it. Because I was in the car, I was driving home, yeah. and uh, you texted me about it, but I want to I want to hear it in length. So it, well, the context here is the Bruins are up three to nothing in the first, like, what, like eight, nine, ten minutes? I think it's the first 12 minutes of the game, basically, early on. Which is exactly when Jack and Brick go into, we're just going to talk to each other mode. Where they were just like, talking about how great Bobby Orr is. Actually, I missed the conversation. All I heard at the end of it, or part of it, was a line about, like, and, like, one of the greatest people you'll ever meet. And immediately I was like, oh, they're probably talking about Bobby Orr. Because that's what everybody says. Like, there's, like, an interview with Charlie McAvoy, and, like, McAvoy, like, so earnestly is, like, just, like, trying to get across how incredible of a human being Bobby Orr is. He was, like, you can, he's, like, probably the best to ever do, ever play, but, like, one of the best people, too. 
So they're talking about Bobby Orr, and then Jack starts talking about like how, well, like when you only get to see like other teams like twice a year, like uh, other like some of the best defensemen in the league twice a year, you have, you start to have to rely on statistics for like Norris voting. And immediately my brain was like, oh, say it, say his name. And then mm-hmm. like very tentatively brings up Carlson's like, I think he was even like, take, for example, Carlson, like take, for example. Oh, I don't know. The favorite in the Norris race right yeah. now. And like some what I, I was also focusing on the game. So I wasn't like super, super honed in on him. But like what I was gathering, what is basically just saying that like there's more to statistics than a great defenseman. And that when you only can or you only can rely on statistics, it's probably not as accurate, which is like basically the same flavor of what I've been saying for the whole fucking season about Eric Carlson. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, he's an incredible hockey player. The NHL is better when he is playing this way. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. He's like the first defenseman to hit 100 points since like what, like Paul Coffey or something ridiculous like that. Um. But at the same time, you shouldn't win the Norris just because you have 100 points. You're not the best defenseman. No. I'm I'm not rehashing this thing. We've talked about it many times. I'm actually working on the montage for when he inevitably does Please win it. Please do. Oh, my God. That one clip where he's not even kind of trying. Um, mm-hmm. it, but that was kind of it. But people on Twitter are like, oh, God, Jack, shut up. Like, we're tired of it. Like, like the Bruins scored again. And he's just like, as I was saying, like, just kind of like got back to it. Um, but yeah, no, even like Bruins fandom was like, Jack, like, calm down, like, stop talking. Um, I, I agreed with him. I was fine with it. I, again, I just think if you just have a trophy for the defenseman with the most points, all of this goes away. Then mm-hmm. they, they don't also get the Norris. They get what they should get. That should be a trophy. Call mm-hmm. it the Bobby Orr. Call it the Ray Bork. Name it after a Bruin, please. But yeah, <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> it should be a trophy and it should be named after a Bruin. I think that Jag was saying there's uh there's only been one player, only one defenseman to lead in scoring, and it was Bobby Orr twice. Yeah. Which is pretty like, yeah, name the fuck. You won, won a scoring title. Twice. Yeah. It's pretty Two good. Times. Pretty good. Uh now. Wasn't there something else that that people were upset with Jack over this game for? Or am I mistaken? I think that was it. It's just the one. Yeah, it was just him like talking a lot about uh, Bobby Orr and then talking a lot about um, Carlson. That was kind of it. There was a fight and, you know, he was getting pretty animated. There he had a few like things where he was like. Did you see Clifton's hit at the end of the second period? I did on that was on middle stat. Middle no, stat, not middle yeah. stat, not middle stat. Uh, I forgot who. I even made the clip. Well, he dropped somebody. And then you see uh, McAvoy middle stat going at it. And Jack's like, and middle stat's upset. Like, this has to stop. <laughs> like, talking about people, like, fighting after good goals. Yeah. And then I was, like, watching the clip. I'm like, why would middle stat go after McAvoy if he was upset that Clifton hit uh, Jack Quinn? And then if you watch the clip, it's just because the period ends, the horn blows, and like McAvoy has the puck on his stick, and Middle Stat like swipes at McAvoy's stick. And McAvoy immediately turns around. He's like, What the fuck are you doing? Like the period's over. Like 
So that's why they're going at it. And Middlestat took a penalty for it. But it was just like, Jack, that's not actually what's happening. Um, that and like the fight. <laughs> I agree with them on the, do you see the Frederick fight? When he fought I dozens? Yeah. It was just like, like just super pissed off that they were breaking up the fight right as Frederick got going. It's like, they, they need to watch clips of Muhammad Ali. Like, <laughs> he was just like going on Jack Rance. Um, that's the only thing I, I think he was getting upset about or what he upset others about. I believe there's always something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the Hathaway goal. Yeah. Because it was sprung by Zaboral. Zaboral was in tonight. So we talked about how Orlov sat, um, and in his place came Zaboral and they just said yeah. he's only sitting cause it's his turn in the rotation, which I was kind of surprised because I thought, is everybody? Had, yeah, everybody's going down. I like, thought they established that McAvoy, Lindholm, and Orlov are not in that rotation. Um, I was under that impression as well. I it doesn't bother me, like especially because they won seven to nothing. Uh, but I was I was like, oh, okay. Well, they I, well they specifically were like Krejci's out because he's sore, and they're like, and it's just Orlov's turn. And I was like, oh, that I didn't know he was doing that. But Zaboral had a good game. He had his first assist yeah. of the year on the Hathaway goal. And it was that really good stretch pass. Like he and was it's like a, it's very, a great, yeah. It's like what an assist should be. Yeah, like very patiently waiting in the zone end and just like zips it up. Waiting for a Bam, springs Hathaway. Hathaway does get a fortunate bounce. Like it wasn't like fully clean, like it kind of ricocheted a little bit. Um, but then his shot was perfect too. Um, Doesn't it seem nope. like if you give anybody on this team a break, that they like there's a really good shot they can finish it. 100. Like everybody on this team. Um. Yeah. And on it, like I, I think I've said this before. I'm huge on Hathaway now. Like I am a very big Hathaway fan. I like everything about his game. I, I really do. Um. And. It's it's Jack and hit the nail on the head when they when they got him. He was like, Hathaway was born to be a Bruin. Yeah, I'm like, this dude just fits the mold so well that I I'm just I'm as excited as I am that we have him. I'm annoyed we didn't trade for him like five years ago. <laughs> In the best uh, way, yeah, yeah. You think um, he'll he'll stick around? I really hope so. I and I I think he would. I don't. He doesn't make a ton of money. So like, I don't know what his contract is. It's not a lot of money. Like I remember like Orlov had to have like 75% of his retain, but like Hathaway's was like not an issue. Like, mm-hmm. um, but again, just like does that, that means would... up after this year. What do you mean? It does. What? He's up after this year. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like they would have to sign him. Mm-hmm. Like, like he doesn't have like, agent. yeah, yeah. Yeah as is like two thirds of this team, unfortunately. Three, four. Yeah. Yeah. He makes 1.5. Super manageable. Yeah. You can find space for him. hundred percent better. Um, Jake. Yeah. Brusque. What about him? He scored a goal. Now this Dude can't one, stop. Dude can't stop. This was okay. Uh, as I was mentioning, that Frederick is heating up. Coil, Coil's getting so dangerous right now. Ooh, Dude, two games in a row. Ooh, yeah, boy. yeah. 
I mean, he was like better in the wild game because he was like a man possessed. Did you see what Montgomery mm-hmm. said about him? No. He like I don't think he got the thought across the way he wanted to initially, but he was like, "Oh, he looks like a man child out there." What? And, it, and then, but it, then he the, immediately followed up. He was like, "It looks like a man playing against a bunch of peewees." I'm like, oh, okay. "Okay, it's a man among children, not a, a man." Yeah, child. And I was close like, enough. Close enough. Like, the way he said it, like you knew what he meant, but I was like, mm-hmm. on paper, you're like a man child. What? I'm like I sent that to someone. Child. They're like, "What does that mean?" I thought he played really well. I'm like, "No, no, no, no. That's what he's saying." He was just bullying the shit out of Minnesota. Like, mm-hmm. holy goddamn. Like, just like yeah. no one could touch him. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, the Jake goalie kind of did too, dude. Like, yeah, he, no, it's go ahead. He quarterbacked that rush and he wasn't even the guy who, who started it. He came along, overtook it, took two D men with him and left to pass sitting at the top of the crease in an empty net for Jake. And also, that play gets is born from another good Zaboral pass. Yep. Like, like deep inside. Like uh, from the face-off dot, basically, or closer to the blue line, and then like up to the red line across ice. Um, but yeah, like he did the way he streaks and like has like a two defensemen on him, and just that last second dump pass to the right to DeBrusque. Like those are one of those passes that had that not worked, you would have been like, "Why the fuck did he just shoot that?" But like it worked beautifully. And I love to see it. I love Jake scoring again. All the right guys are scoring right now. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, that that felt really good. That I I, I exclaimed after that one. I mean, dude, the, the last three felt sad almost. <laughs> like, yeah, like, the last two especially. The last two, like when you see the guys half-assedly celebrate, and like you. Yeah, like, eh, doesn't matter. Let's keep racking them up, boys. Get that goal differential to something stupid. Yeah. So the fourth goal, the Lindholm goal, uh, yet another pass from behind the net. This is Jabrowski, like, streaking around the net and just throwing it in that same space, like, five, ten feet ahead of the crease. Mm-hmm. And just like boop, just pots at home, just like snapshot. I don't even snapshot. It's like a one-time snapshot. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be bad." I did not think they were going to shut out. I don't know why. I just it just feels like one of those games where the shutout gets ruined in the last like eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. I also had a parlay involving Tage Thompson <laughs> scoring. So you were you felt that way because you were rooting yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's again. That's I told you that's different. a new that's a new feeling for me. I've never been like I was like actively scanning for him the whole game. I was like, "Where put him out? Put him out!" Like, yeah, dude. And and then like it, you start to realize how little twenty minutes of ice time is. Yeah, there was like six minutes. There was like I think five minutes to go when he got off the ice. I'm like, he maybe gets one more shift, mm-hmm. and he did. And like they, but the Bruins were just in total control to the point where there they had no the buffalo had no time in the offensive zone there was like no reasonable moment for Tate to even score he hit the post mm-hmm. at one point and i again i yelled and i was like this is this is not who i want to be as a person this is not this isn't it saying it fam you know Pasternak scored his first power play goal in one game since one game ago this game are you serious yeah, it was a whole game. He won a whole game. Wow. Not as okay. much as 22. But yeah, 48. I think we're earlier in the season. 
much earlier in the season, you and I, we had put out a poll and discussed who ends the season with more points, David Posternock or the team. And I think we were like, probably Posternock. I think I think we had we had a little bit of struggle with it. Yeah, we I'll give we, us some credit. Yeah, there wasn't like, oh, definitely Posternock. It was like, oh, I don't know. I remember thinking that was interesting. Uh, like, which way is this going to go? With 13 games remaining, yeah, uh, David Posternock has 92 points. Mm-hmm. The Boston Bruins have 111. Yes. So the team is going to take it, I think. Me We're going to give this one. We're going to call it early. Our people are saying we are ready to give this one to the team. How many? How, how many? 13, 26. The, the, <laughs> it won't happen, but the Bruins could end the season with 137 points. That's the upper limit right now. Do you think they hit 130? Ooh, no, I don't. I'm thinking like they leave more than seven points on the board. I think think like 125. We figure so. That's I'm I'm saying they're going to get 14 points out of a possible 26. Actually, no, that seems way too low. That's That's way too pretty low. No, they had 130. They're probably at 130. I'm saying do they get 19 out of that 26? Yeah. So they drop seven. So that's three losses in regulation and an overtime loss. I think that's Mm -hmm. reasonable. Right, I think it's like I think it's like a a pretty perfect betting line right now. Yeah, I that's a like, yeah. One hundred and thirty points. That'd be a tough over under to take. Um, interesting. Uh, just real quick, Connor McDavid, one hundred and thirty four <laughs> points. Only two players in the league have over a hundred points, and they both play for the Edmonton Oilers. McDavid has fifty eight goals. Can you look? Tell me who's the other guy who has a hundred points on the Oilers? Who is it? Uh, I was gonna make a joke, and I, my brain won't remind me who else plays for Edmonton. <laughs> uh, Leon Drysidle. Leon Drysidle. Could you surprise, do me a favor surprise. and tell me what his plus minus is? Oh, uh, oh, uh, it is a neat zero. It is zero. zero. Wait, how many points? A hundred and four. 104 points. He's got a plus minus of settle. Okay. Uh, Connor McDavid has that, a plus 14 at a plus 134. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not as bad as it was the last time we checked in. Mm-hmm. That's still not great. It's obnoxious uh, is what Bru- it is. <laughs> the top four plus minus in the league. Three of them are Bruins. Mm-hmm. And they're all defensemen. Uh, Lindholm leads with 41. Grizzlick with 40. Thomas Tatar in New Jersey at third with 38 and Brandon Carlo in fourth with 35. At this point, that's just such a, like a, and Pasternak with a 31. Matthews also with a 31. Austin. Yes. The man himself. Fuck him. What do you think the worst minus in the league right now is? What do I think the worst yeah, what do you think the lowest this season someone has? Oh, they they play. So for- you're saying like a ducks a ducks defenseman. Um, I don't know this guy that well, so I don't think you would guess it. The person, but I'm curious mm-hmm. if you can get in the ballpark of like what the actual minus is. So like minus like in the twenties. Nope. Lower. Yep. Thirties. Yep. Thirty six. That's exactly it. Who is it? Jordan Cairo, the St. Louis Blues. No minus shit. 36. Yeah. Wow. He has, he has 65 points. 
He is a 31 goal scorer with 34 assists, and he is a minus 36. <laughs> uh, fourth lowest is <sighs> Tori Krug. Uh, minus 31. Um. <laughs> All right, so the Blues are the anti-Bruins. Where So the Bruins have three of the top four. The Blues have three of the bottom four. Tough. Tough. Oh, Tony D'Angelo's down there, too. No. Oh, shit. Did you see? Oh, yeah. I saw just before you say it, I ending saw. Ending his life. Like, oh, my God. Uh, for those he, like, who threw a jab, too. Oh. <laughs> like, that, that slow left that just yeah. totally missed. So this is Aho getting a hat trick winner, just dangling the soul out of Tony D'Angelo in <sighs> overtime for the win. <laughs> Every clip I see of D'Angelo, I'm like, does anybody tell this guy he's supposed to be a defenseman? Like, like, does he know? Doesn't look like it. Like, no. It to- hey, hey, Tony, you you should be trying to stop these guys. Did anybody tell you about that part of it yet? <laughs> no. Okay. Keep yes, tweeting. Your job is to, uh, you know, not oh, let them really that. own the libs by l- having a minus 27. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, 25, minus 25. Oh, uh, wow. Well, wait a day. Well, what a day. <sighs> Anywho, anything else fun across the league right now? Uh-huh. Or do you want to look forward a little bit at these next games that we got coming up for the Bees? So they're playing Ottawa next. Yeah. On month on Tuesday, because all we it's it's kind of convenient because I know the games are Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday now. Yeah, like yeah. With zero. I think I'm sorry. With I think one exception. I think there's one Tuesday where there's no game. Yeah, there's like a but random Tuesday that they have off. But other than yeah. that, it's that for the rest of the season. Uh, so today is March 19th. Joe, a month from now, we're like two games into the playoffs. Wow. That's crazy because the last regular That's season crazy. game is in Montreal on April 13th. Montreal. And they don't tend to waste a lot of time before, excuse me, um, between the last game of the regular season and the first game of the playoffs. It's like there isn't a gap. Like it's mm-hmm. like two days. There's not like, all right, give us a week. Let us get ready. It's like no, fucking, you're, we're going. Like this yeah. is going to take us two months. We kind of have to get underway. Like, so if we wait till the same time next week to do an app, yes, we will have played Ottawa, which is I said with a French accent, even though it is not in Quebec. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the great nation of Canada, or as they say there, Canada. Uh, Isn't it like the Republic of Canada or something? I don't give it's a like shit. like a fuller title. The right, great commonwealth of Canada. Ottawa, Montreal, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Now, Ooh. two of these things are not like the other two. Which uh, ones? Next weekend is going to be a grind. Next weekend's yeah. crazy. I almost yeah. feel like we should do one after Montreal, maybe Friday, and then do another one Sunday after the Carolina game. Yeah, I would like that. Because uh, that's going to be crazy. Because I want to just talk about Tampa Carolina, because that's going to be... That's going to be an episode in itself. Those yeah, are two that's... playoff uh, uh, previews. Yeah. And again, like, 
1 p.m. Saturday, 5 p.m. Sunday. Like, what happened to 7 p.m. games? Whatever happened. Back in my day, you could set your clock to it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of weird times. One, five, three, three thirty, eight, six. Get the fucking stop it. Just whenever. Uh, yeah, I, I like that recording schedule. That would work well for me. Man, if they don't just like demoralize Montreal, what are we doing? I what know. are we doing? They will. I have faith in our boys. I can't believe that this is when we're playing Montreal, when it doesn't matter for either team. It's sad. It is sad, but it's also like, uh, I don't know, even if we played them when it mattered, it wouldn't have mattered because the, these teams are always who they were. The bees were always this good. The Habs were always this bad. It just would have been a little bit of a surprise if it was, you know, week one of the season. Yeah. I'm excited that we have like Hathaway and Bertuzzi and Orlov against Montreal. Yeah. Like, like, hey, like, hey, check out the new guys. You're going to hate them. Like, <laughs> oh, did you see Marshan uh, on behind that, not even, that I, clip of him? I don't think they're so. All, they're all like in the workout room. And he was like, this is like after they got Bertuzzi. He was like, basically saying that like, there's no one left in the league that he hates. He's like, everyone I hated plays for the Boston now. Wow. I love that. Right? That's great. That's such and that's such a like literally like can't beat him, join him. Or like we're we're so tired of you starting shit against us. Just come fucking play for us. Like Jesus. Like yeah. Take it out on them. We're tired of it. Like, nobody I hate in the league anymore. They're all here. They're all my friends now. Sons of bitches. It's like how they put like Marsha and Bertuzzi's lockers next to each other. Yeah. That's not like, oh, that was deliberate. That was deliberate. Oh yeah. Love it. Um, yeah, no, the Ottawa game too. Like Ottawa's, I know you you were pushing for them to kind of make a push themselves, but I don't. Oh, we have to check in. Like we it. have to check in with the wild. Oh, we got you, you got to check, check in with the wild, wild card. card. That's why going? people are listening. Absolutely, we're we so sorry, it. Paul Korea. If you're listening, we're really sorry. Like, we'll talk about it. Please let us know if you're listening, Man, Paul Korea. Almost... Send this to Paul Korea if you know Paul. Let let it. Send it to Paul. Way. Send it to Paul. He'll know what it means. All right. Currently, wild card spots. Still the Islanders and the Penguins. Uh, Islanders have two more points, but two less games than the Pittsburgh Penguins. It does appear <laughs> that Ottawa and Buffalo are both not contending anymore. Um, yeah. They are... Based, they're at the same amount of games played for the wild card spots, but they are like seven to six points back. Not, not great, and they're not playing very well. Ottawa's on a five-game losing streak. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Ottawa's on a five-game losing streak, and they have to play Boston next. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, Ottawa shot themselves in the foot over this past do week. They, do they play today? Maybe they don't. They play. Oh, they, they play the Penguins tomorrow. So they have, they're going to be on the second half of a back-to-back. Oof. Not great. Mm. It does appear, the statistically, it's going to be either the Islanders, the Penguins, or the Panthers who um, will be playing Boston in the first round. It's too close to say it's likely to be any one of them over the others. But, to, okay, let me ask you this, Joe. Hit me. 
between the New York Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Florida Panthers, just for entertainment, who would you like to see Boston play? Maybe the Islanders? I also don't know. Like, that's not a obvious one, right? Yeah, no. You don't really, they don't, not, none of them. That's kind of it. Like, yeah, like none of those are like a terribly exciting first round, which I suppose is for the best. Um, I, I, Islanders are just a boring team to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish Florida was the Florida of like the last couple of years. Yeah. I just, I, it's so well set up for one of those awful sports upsets where it's like the team that like the second to last game of the season got a playoff spot knocks out the greatest team in NHL history. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't like it. Um, Yeah. I, I, between the three of them, maybe Pittsburgh, because we haven't played them in a while. I think the last time we played Pittsburgh was 2013 in the Eastern conference final. Right, yeah that that is the last yeah. time Boston yeah, played no, you're right. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like a, probably the last, or definitely the last time we play Crosby in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't none, none of them really stick out all that much to me. I don't I don't love that. Second round, assuming Boston gets through, um, is Tampa or Toronto again? That is like solidified more or less. But yeah, but that first round, I don't know. I don't I don't love any of that. No. No, nothing really. John, I I don't want to play Pittsburgh just because like I that one is boring to me. Right now we are set up to play Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's the only one that like I I would root against, but that's strictly for entertainment value. Oh, uh, uh, Bruins goal differential is now up to one hundred and thirteen. They have scored one hundred and thirteen more goals than they've allowed. Yes, correct. They've let in one hundred and fifty, and they've scored two hundred and sixty three. <laughs> Who's second in just goals scored? Uh, actually, I'm sorry. The Bruins are not first. Whoa. Uh, the Oilers have scored more goals. Okay. Okay. They well, scored sure. 11 more goals. Yeah. Having McDavid and Dreisaitl will probably do that for you. How many have they allowed? Uh, they have allowed 235. So they have a plus 39. Okay. To Boston's 113. Astronomical. Stupid, stupid is what it is. Um, but yeah, no. So that's that's the wild card spot, at least for the East. I don't know the West well enough. Mm-hmm. I really hope I'm not historically great about watching games outside of the Bruins in the first couple rounds. Yeah, there's just so many. Like I, I won't watch the whole game. I'll pop in, but I really do want to make a push for that this year. I think betting. <laughs> might be my doorway to such a thing. I, I hope that's... you get hooked on it. I really do. I, you hope I get addicted to be- sports betting? Is that what you're yes. telling me? Yeah, I really do. You hope I develop a, good a crippling way. addiction? Yeah, no, I mean, I hope you win enough to, like, keep you well, afloat. sure. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't want you to, like, you know, make a living off of it, but I want you to win enough to <laughs> I want keep pouring more money, and I want you to feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Keep paying your way through. <laughs> well, if I want Thompson you to know my scored, I would have won nine hundred dollars. Was that really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
it was like one of my bonus bets for like just signing up. You just got a two hundred dollar yeah. bet, and I was like, "Fuck it!" So I did a parlay for Pasta and Thompson to score, and Pasta mm-hmm. hit it. Tate's just like not been scoring. He's like two goals in his last ten games. So I was like, he's either just dried up or he's due. And I told mm-hmm. myself he was due. But yeah, it was plus 426. Instead, he was dried up and he punched Lauko in the face. He really did. He yeah. did. That did happen. He, yeah, Lauko just knocked Thompson on the ground and Thompson just punched him in the mouth. Or not even it's in the mouth. What? He hit him in the it's head somewhere. Him. And then Hathaway was like, hey, don't fucking do that. Hathaway is good for one to two of those a game every game. Yeah, the like yep. in someone's face, like gloves in their face, like post whistle, like hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, I love that so much. Uh, in a quick lockout stat that Scott McLaughlin posted that I really like is that Lauko leads the league in penalties drawn per sixty. He in the sixty minutes wow. of play, he draws nearly three penalties, two point nine three, and that's Lauko. Yeah, wow. Historically, Marshan's been really up there for Boston, but that that's yeah. really special. I again really liking his energy. Um, getting Greer back in the lineup, I liked seeing Greer. He had there that, was also a really good shot the at the game there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he rifled one like rang the post. Mm-hmm. He's got. I mean, at the very end of the game, he was getting physical like in front of the benches. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. He's like the bottom six on this team is unbelievable, and we still don't have Nick back. I oh know. my god, I miss Felipe. Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall isn't playing hockey here. He is skating. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. Taylor Hall has I been did. skating at Warrior. Um they did they made a comment about him possibly playing after this road trip, mm-hmm. which would be Tuesday. I don't think he's there yet. Like he's only skated once and not with the team. I imagine they'll play tomorrow. I'm not I'm sorry, not play tomorrow, but skate tomorrow. I'll tell you in a moment. I am privy to their schedules. Yeah, you um, get all that those insider information. I get that, I get uh, that good, good bulletins. You know it, bro. Um, you've been to a Warrior yet? I have not, honestly. I've like walked near it, but I've never like went in, especially not to like watch a practice. Um, okay, so today is the nineteenth. They tomorrow is TBD. That's all it says. That um, they have the morning skate on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. I bet they do like an optional sk- optional skate tomorrow because um, they're traveling today, so they'll be in Boston tomorrow. Like uh-huh. they'll be in Boston tonight, and they're only in Buffalo; they're not that far away. Um, yeah, we'll see. I I I, I would say there's probably like a twenty percent chance Taylor Hall plays Tuesday, if that. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just no need to rush him like i thought so Whatever. uh also speaking of players who pooped their pants on the ice uh yes. jordan bennington in case who just was like hey in case anybody started to like me don't quick reminder why you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> so for those who may not have seen jordan bennington let in a goal because that's what he does best it's what he does yeah uh and one of the wild players was it goligoski i do Somebody, not know Somebody in the wild who scored it was skating like a th- not through the crease, but near the crease, like a top mm-hmm. it. And Bennington had like slid out a little bit. It's just his momentum carried him out. And like his leg kind of clipped the leg of the wild player. Like it wasn't really anything. 
and like he the wild player just skated right to celebrate with his teammates and, then, and like the camera was like zoomed in on them and then just from the bottom of the screen out of nowhere is just bennington throwing a punch <laughs> with the blocker with his stick in his hand yeah like, right to the head of the wild player mm-hmm. uh, for which he was suspended two games and the only absolute thing else, mm-hmm. the only thing else worse on the ice Say at it. that moment was the linesman not letting Mark Andre Fleury, the nicest guy in the league, the most likable across the league guy? Yeah, like genuinely prevented him from fighting the least like guy in the league. A mic'd up Mark Andre. Oh my god, that's the best part. Like honestly, if you said Rob, who is the goalie you would most like to see Jordan Bennington fight? Top three, Fleury is breaking the list. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it would be like Vasilevsky because he's like six foot nine. Yeah. So I'd like to see him like, you know, break an orbital bone or something. But as far as like easiest to root for. Yeah. Sorry. I'm yeah. trying to think of like someone who's crazy, like someone who just like loses. But <laughs> I have an answer. I don't want to say it on here, but I think I know what it is. Tell me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that that was upsetting. Like I, Bennington is just such a, a baby. Like, I don't think there is a bigger baby in this entire league right now than Jordan Bennington. No, I've said I, that many I, times. And he's he's incredibly unlikable, dude. And he's not good enough to be that ass. That he no, he's is. so bad. He was like an 8 yeah. nine zero or something like that. It's terrible. And then uh, Reimer, another goalie who's struggling. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's joining the whole uh, pride jersey debate again. Yeah. Do we want to get into this? He fine. Sure. I mean, in a in a short burst. Yeah, like we've covered this before. Just, a, just an asshole. To it's to like, lean on your religion like that is the most cowardly thing in and the like, world. We were both brought up Catholic. Yeah. Like we know what Jesus is about. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what, that's the what dumb thing. Bible are they reading? Like, yeah, I don't get it. it. Doesn't really. Yeah. No, it doesn't track. Doesn't really talk about that. Talks about it one time in uh, the same the same chapter where it's talking about uh, killing your slave for selling your goat. Yeah, like so. Old Testament's not applicable, by the way. Like yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, I think whatever. I think it's like whatever. I think it's the same book of the Bible that says you're supposed to banish the women of the town into the woods when they menstruate. So, well, you know, no, we're gonna leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna be totally kidding. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was upsetting. Shout out to, I mean, the sh- proud uh, or props to the Sharks for like putting out a statement being like, we're still doing it, by the way. Like, we're still very much having this evening, and this is big for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Donato, did you see the Ryan Donato thing I sent you? Uh, remind me. He is a very devout Christian man. I don't know if he's Catholic, but he's very devoutly Christian. Like, every time Ryan Donato gets on and off the ice, he does the sign of the cross. He I, did, wears, I never knew that. Yeah, he has a he has a rosary he wears under his jersey. He's you're not supposed very, to wear those. You're not supposed to. But he you're not, that's the one thing I remember about rosaries is you were not supposed to wear rosaries. Sorry, well, interrupted. He gets to. He does anyway. <laughs> and uh, he wore, he's with the Kraken these days. Okay. He he wore the pride jersey like two nights ago. Not, so, not not a word. Not a word. So if you want to try to ride behind your faith, bro, maybe look into who the fuck you're following. 
did you see what Reimer was saying about Kadri? He was kind of like Reimer like, said about Kadri. Yeah, he was kind of just like looping Kadri into the conversation. Why? Because he was like, "Well, Kadri, I believe, is like Muslim, and I don't. And Kadri wouldn't wear it." And it's like, dude, maybe don't, <laughs> maybe like don't do what? that. Like, just don't <laughs> speaking <laughs> like, for other folks. Yeah, right. On something like that, like, like Bro, that. That you... was why he's like, it's not just me. Like, someone was like, the the comment I liked the most was like. Reimer's only saying this because he has family back in Russia. Because that was like the excuse people were giving for Orlov. No, sorry, not Orlov. Um, Provorov. Yeah, Provorov. Getting my ovs mixed up. People are just yeah. loving out in themselves as fucking jerk-offs lately. All right. Well, that probably does it. Yeah, I think Unless you got me. something else that you want to say. Uh, no, I said my piece. Just Great to see Swayman heating up too. Um, yeah. It's crazy that he is still not the best goaltender on this team. He is. Um, hold on, let me find this real quick. He's like third in the league in goals allowed right now. That's exactly what I was gonna fucking say, dude. <laughs> he is third in goals against in the in the league, which is it's crazy. The back is the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, as always putting up with us and another way of saying that is yeah thank you give us give us give us give us like a synonym uh thank you for bearing with me give me a kiss